0: You're listening to another entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to Smart Connect Podcast, the podcast for small to medium-sized enterprises. Join your host, Amory Cross, as she interviews business experts and industry thought leaders on best practice initiatives, innovation, and insights to help you grow your business. Now, over to your host welcome to another Smart Connect podcast. This is episode 13, featuring business experts and industry thought leaders to help you effectively navigate a constantly changing and disruptive marketplace. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Now, according to Harvard Business Review, 64% of people cite shared values as the main reason they have a relationship with a brand. So a question our guest today poses Does branding and marketing your B2B brand, or when you do, do you focus on the values that are important to your clients, and do you highlight those values across all of your messaging? Joining me on today's show is Peter Sandor. Peter has over 30 years' experience in marketing communication strategy, creative advertising, brand design development, campaign development, and execution, and he brings a wealth of creative knowledge to the Asia-Pacific region. His integrated brand marketing experience covers various... disciplines, including advertising, direct marketing, PR, experiential marketing, media strategy, online presence, social media, and mobile marketing. Lots of wealth there. Now, on today's show, Peter's going to speak about why it's important to define your brand's essence, why it's important, too, to define your brand's positioning, and why it's important to define your communication strategy if you want to continue to build a sustainable business, particularly in today's disruptive marketplace. So welcome to the show, Peter.
1: Thanks, Anne-Marie. Look, nice to be here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Really looking forward to speaking with you today because one of the areas I'm really passionate about is brand and communications as well. There's some really interesting statistics that uh, you shared, and we're certainly going to include a lot of those on our show notes. But one of them really stuck out for me was 64% of people said that said that the reason that they did have a relationship with the brand was because that brand had similar values as they did as individuals. Individuals and how many businesses aren't really clear about their brand values. It's quite scary, isn't it? It
1: is indeed. Um, certainly, a lot of businesses need to continually remind themselves on on what their values are and mm. and and if they share that with their their senior teams and 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 quite often they 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 struggle to describe brand purpose. Mm-hmm. So when, you, you know, I'm not sure if you know of Simon Sinek, but when he talks about why, he talks about how a lot of CEOs can tell you what they do, but then when you ask them why they do it, mm-hmm. they, they struggle to to describe it. And I think that the why really is born out of their values Um, if you think that our businesses are vehicles that help people and you know help them to do something better or or it gives them something that makes their life easier Mm. um it's really this is where you find your brand purpose when you think about what what is it that my business does and then once i can build a belief system around its purpose uh, it can be something that a consumer or a client can really associate with and and really advocate.
0: Mm. And I think today's uh, consumer, particularly if we look at millennials, uh, they are very much driven by values and connect very much to brands that have similar values to particularly that market. And that's a huge market now that are very much purchasers and consumers of, of our products and services, aren't they?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. and and they and they are really tough on brands. They they look at brands and say, "Well, what do you stand for? Mm. What's your cause?" Yes. Um and if if you don't have something that they can kind of associate with or believe in, um you can quite often be left behind or seen to be sort of overly commercial or 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 even just just focused on profit and not really giving back. That's and, correct.
0: And yeah. So, and I think with today's uh, noise online and, of course, offline too and the clutter and the messages, uh, this makes it even more crucial uh, for businesses to be aware of of their values and, and certainly what we're going to talk about today. Now, we are going to share a little bit more. You're going to share a little bit more about why it's important to define our brand's essence. If this is the first time someone's really heard that term brand essence, to make sure we're all on the same page, how would you define a brand essence well a brand essence
1: is really looking at your brand internally or your or your company internally mm-hmm. and and really defining its dna you know its purpose why do you get out of bed in the morning you know what what's the thing that's driving you so your brand essence really pulls together the dna of the brand or the why and what it does is it it gives you a purpose that someone can believe in and yes and, uh, it's, it's it's truly important it's important for all the things that you said earlier but you know if we live in a distracted world uh, where we're constantly overloaded with information whether it's from your phone or from you from from other areas you know your, your laptop is getting is giving you heaps of emails, you, when you look up at your screens that, that, that you have in front of you and there's so many now, you're, you're constantly distracted and you don't have that opportunity to sort of take in everything and so then you only really look at what I believe in and if you don't as a company define your essence and, and if that internal DNA isn't filtering through and resonating with all of the people who work in your organisation, you tend to miss opportunities. And and I think that your employees don't know what the company stands for, what the purpose is. And, and then if they don't, and they can't communicate that to consumers and clients, then you are not going to get a clear message across. I think specifically brand essence is, is about having a really good, strong message and getting a language around the brand. Yes. That 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 everyone can can associate with. And if you think that your team is all singing from the same song sheet, everybody understands what the essence of the brand or the purpose of the brand is, then it's it's it gives you a really strong Uh, situation where everybody in your business owns the same strategy and they all move forward in the same direction.
0: Mm, Yeah, absolutely. And I'd imagine too, if you think that you've got over 30 years experience in the area of marketing, communication strategy, uh, looking back over those years, things really have progressed, haven't they? And uh, even now it's so much more more important. What are some of the benefits and the outcomes? And please please feel free to share some of the success success stories of clients that You've worked with when they get really clear on what their brand essence is, and then of course starts to communicate that. Well, I, I think once once
1: your brand essence is clear and people understand um, what you stand for, mm. then what happens is is that they they believe in you and they follow you and they'll pay more money for you. So so essentially, one of the best examples is is actually a brand called Patagonia which is a brand that started in a garage by a guy called uh, Yvonne Chouinard and is now a global brand. And, mm-hmm. and they give back a lot 1% of their profits to, to grassroots, um, environmental causes. And, and Yvonne started the business by saying, I built this business so because people, are neglecting the planet, and and we need to save the planet, and nobody's going to do it unless we can kind of build on it, and so he said we're going to build the best product without causing any unnecessary harm. So everything he does is organic and it's and it's environmentally friendly, and the example that I would give you is is that he sells um, lots of things like mountain gear and clothing. But one of the examples that I'll give you is is that Patagonia sell wetsuits, and their wetsuits are different to Rip Curl and O'Neill and and other brands, other famous surf brands. Mm-hmm. And the way that they're different is is that they don't use any neoprene. They don't. They only use organic rubber. Their internal lining is wool, so it's all natural product. Ah. And and and. What happens is, is that, and I surf a lot, so when I get out there and I talk to kids and I say, which is the best wetsuit? And nine times out of 10, they say to me, Patagonia. Oh. And, and, the, and I say, why do you say that? Isn't Rip Curl better than them? And they go, no, no, Patagonia's great because they're environmentally friendly. And all of this stuff that I'm talking about starts to ooze out of these kids. Yeah. If, you into, if you go into a shop, a Patagonia shop, and you ask one of their employees This same stuff, this brand essence just oozes out of them. And it's a belief system It's around the brand. And if you can build a belief system around the brand, then then that really helps. So what does that mean? Well, Patagonia's wetsuits are more expensive than anybody else's wetsuits. And yet, they're considered to be the best or first possible choice that they would make if they could buy a new wetsuit. Wow. it's, it's a really powerful thing. What, what happens is is that you, you you build this thing. It becomes a point of difference for you. But also when you think about the people who work for Patagonia, they love that. They breathe it. They they, 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 they live and breathe this, this feeling of, hey, we're doing good. The stuff we do, we do good and we give back. Mm. And, and if you've got a cause, it helps you to stand out. And you think about it. It's all about human connection, and that's yeah. really the importance of essence, is that brands, no matter who they are, even if they're financial brands, they, their brand essence might be about helping people become more financially literate. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you think about it, what it is, is it's about I, I want to give back, I want to find a way to connect with humans by doing something. So, again, I, I go back to saying that our businesses are vehicles to helping people, they're vehicles that help people, mm-hmm. and they and and they and they they look at things like what can I do to help rather than what's in it for me, and then people start to believe in that. That's a that's a truth. That's a value that that they can get involved mm-hmm.
0: in. Mm and it very much taps into the emotion of of their clients too because obviously they get very excited about the fact that they're contributing to bettering the you know the the landscape and, and and the environment and when we're really able to tap into that emotion of our ideal clients and our consumers as a business because we align with that that's when success stories such as you've just shared becomes very much part of our business too doesn't it Absolutely, and and look,
1: and not everybody can save the planet, but if you're doing something that's a worthy give back, and and I, I guess the another example would be that nowadays the brands that actually give away their IP and provide helpful content and say, here's how you go about doing this thing, this whatever category they may be in. So if you think real estate, then, you know, it might be about how do you go about buying or leasing a property? What are the things that you have to look out for? What are the pitfalls? Mm -hmm. If your content is helpful, then what it does is it reflects well on the brand, that it's not just about money grabbing, it's about how do I give back? How do I help people? Mm -hmm. Um, What are the things that I can do to, to give back to the community? And then that gives me a reason to believe in you, and it also gives me a reason to buy buy your your brand yeah. or product or service and 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 i I'm more likely to do that because you've got some worthwhile reason to connect with me and it could be quite emotional, but at the end of the day the thing that's important is is that you're connecting you're making that human
0: connection oh absolutely. Uh,
1: that's really
0: important one of the things that um, you shared about sharing IP and sharing content that you know is going to be extremely valuable for instance in the case of a real estate uh, one of the other statistics that you shared uh, in your show notes is that 54 percent of people don't trust brands and much of this distrust comes from broker promises not delivering on client expectations so as businesses as brands we need to build that trust and showcasing information being consistent being reliable in the content we do share and if it's really continuously valuable that brings or delivers and builds no like and the all-important trust as well doesn't it
1: Absolutely, and and you know, with with our online world, um, there's just nowhere to hide for brands. If you're overtly money grabbing or profit focused, and sometimes we we talk to CEOs and we say, well, what's the purpose of, of the brand? And they go, well, we want to make money. It's <laughs> yeah. actually it's not about money. No. It's but that's that's a result.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, making a profit is a result. Um, but but what what it's about is 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 finding something that people can believe in, and if you think that everything is so transparent nowadays, and it's so easy to find out about a brand. If your language isn't about saying that, look, we're doing something for a particular reason, and we're sharing and giving back and and, and providing a part of our profit, or or, or we're or we're or we, we're commu- we're giving something back to the community. Mm-hmm. They're all things. They're all things that, that mean that it's more than just a money grab. I'm not just here to kind of take you for a ride. And unfortunately for some brands, all of their language is around sales and selling and selling and selling. And that's why you know helpful content online is more about how do we tell you? How do we teach you? And when you think about a modern brand, it's important that that, that they provide new news. It's important that they advocate what's going on around them. They're in touch with what's going on around them and they say, hey, if there's something topical, we recognize it, we salute it, or we support it. They're all things that have to happen to build really good relationships with your constituents, if you like. Yeah, yeah. And you're only going to do that if you've got a worthwhile reason for being and and it all comes back to brand essence it Mm. all comes back to saying hey this is what we're about this is what we stand for and that's why patagonia is such a great example because the only reason that yvonne chenard has that business is because he wants to try and get other corporate companies to help him save the environment Mm. Uh, and and that's such a noble cause that's what he lives for. That's why he's got that business. That's his. It's it's more than just a hobby. It's a real thing. And a couple of years ago, the statistics around them was that the that you know they gave uh, some seventy million dollars wow. back to grassroots community uh, causes because they're able to do that because that's what they stand for. That's what they believe in. Yeah, and, that's and, incredible. And what a buzz for the employees! What a buzz for oh, the people who yes. are, who are part of that business who mm-hmm. say, "Hey." Uh, you know, I'm never going to leave it. And when you think about it, the other thing that's really powerful about brand essence is if you're clear on your purpose, and when new people come to your organisation, you say, "This is what we stand for. Mm. This is our cause." Mm-hmm. Um, then you know you have a wonderful, a wonderful thing that, that that starts to happen. And that is that there's this there's this team belief and this focus strategy that people will go after when consumers feel that. And they see that in, in all of your communication and the way that you conduct your business. They say, I'm willing to pay, to pay more for that. Oh, and absolutely.
0: Yeah. And when the team, when your team uh, has shared values too and loves working for the business, guess what? They're, they want to be there. And when people want to be there, and it there shows, and it yeah. shows on, in their performance, and ultimately how they they show up, and that makes an incredible difference. As you say, that also then is communicated just through their actions and interactions and communications with uh, with consumers. Love it. Let's dive into brands positioning. Why is that so yes. important for us to define? Well, I think
1: I think the thing is is that when you look at a lot of categories of business, um, there's a, an, an incredible sameness. You find that that you can't, you can no longer say, "Oh, we give personalised service, and that's our point of difference." Because Mm. guess what? Everybody else can say that. Absolutely. Um, You know, and and you, you know, you might say, "Oh, our directors work on the business, and they're intimately involved with your your requirements." And we, and you know, you've got senior people working on the business. Again, you can't claim that as a as a as a piece of ground that that will will help you to to create a point of difference. What happens is, is that if everything's the same and there's this same message coming out that everybody's saying, oh, we've got personalized service, our directors work on the business, everyone's the same, you know,
0: mm-hmm. then what
1: happens is, is that the consumer doesn't really have a, a, a point of difference. Being different means usually you create attention. And if you create attention, you've got an opportunity if your product is good or your brand is good and it does the right things, then what happens is, is you've got more opportunity to sell now how do you find point of difference well it's kind of one of those things where you know people will deal in a category and they'll say oh, i wish this was better you know mm. i mean if you think about uh you know telecom or telstra and, and and optus and all these other guys people how often do you hear people complaining about oh god you know uh, i have such tr- problems with my telecommunication services my internet's always down yes. this sort of stuff but we put up with it mm-hmm. But they are the pain points. And if a brand then says, I understand what those pain points are and I'm willing to address them, I'm willing to do something about it and say, yeah, okay, maybe I'm not perfect in this, but I'm going to try my hardest to address those pain points instead of running away from them. There's an opportunity or a germ of an idea that might then help you to create a point of difference where a consumer will say, well, they're at least listening to it. They at least accept that there's there's an issue, and, and then they can move forward. So, being different is so critical because if there's a lot of noise in a category, and you know, look, there's so many so many situations where you Google. Um, You know, a particular category. You might say, I want to Google um, cameras, and and up will come, you know, Teds and JB Hi-Fi, and all these different, all these different brands will come up, and they'll say, we all do this same sort of thing, and it all sounds the same. Mm. Then what happens is, is that you kind of say, well, I'll probably just go with the cheapest one. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just, just go with the best price, and. Because there's no real reason for me to have a point of, you know, uh, you know, to work with one or the other brand because they're all the same. Mm. And and so for many years, obviously, car brands have, have have done this, where you know, different prestige car brands have always been able to elevate themselves. Perfume brands are the same; they're they able to to create this 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 difference, this point of difference, and sometimes it's even perceived. But but it's just the perception of this difference that can can make it make it uh, something that you want to go after. So it's critical to be able to look at your competitors and also understand what are the key insights in your category, and then try and determine what it is that makes you different and truly mm. different. Mm. And it and it needs to be rooted in truth. It can't be we do customer service better because. I can't really believe that. I, you know, I'm sure that there'll be, be days when you'll be better, but there'll be days when your competitor will be better. Mm-hmm. It needs to be. We need to have this point of difference. And and again, it, it kind of positioning and brand essence can work so well together. Yes. Because if you've got if you've got a really true cause and a real strong positioning. So in the case of Patagonia, if I go back to that, Patagonia is organic and it and it has a cause. And what that does is that automatically displaces, because that's what they talk about, Mm -hmm. displaces Rip Curl, O'Neill and Billabong to being commercial and man-made and, uh, you know, this commercial focus, Mm -hmm. uh, which immediately kind of displaces them. So cause, purpose, essence can work really well to help you to create a point of difference. The point of difference is born out of what's wrong in a category. Mm. And quite often we'll do that sort of research. Where we'll go and talk to some of our clients, um, customers or clients and we'll, or, or consumers, and we'll ask them about what's the brand experience like and how could it be improved. And if they give us an answer on that, then that's something that we can bore in on. And then, then sometimes out of that, we can understand what pain points are in the category. And out of those insights, we're able to then say, hey, we're going to address those pain points. We're going to start talking about those things. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then we'll be the only brand in the category that's absolutely facing up to the issues. And then there's a reason to believe because at least these guys are listening to me. Mm-hmm. There's something going on here. Um, so everybody's in the same boat. And if you don't stand out, if you don't have something that's different about you that means that I can follow you, I can believe in you, then. As a consumer, I don't know what to buy. I'll just buy whoever's maybe cheapest or most convenient.
0: Yeah, that's right. And I love the way that you've said, you know, what is happening in the marketplace that you can really separate yourself from. And then as you displace that through your communications, it does, doesn't it? It kind of then poses a question in the consumer's mind. Oh, what are the other businesses doing? Like in in Patagonia's case, uh, are they they looking after the, the, you know, the environment? Oh, no, they're not you know, and uh, I think that that's such a great example uh, for sure.
1: sure. It's a strong, yeah, it's a strong example. There's no doubt that that that, that helps to to get people to believe in you.
0: Yes. So now we're we're getting an understanding of how important it is to really define our brand essence, really important also to define our brand's positioning. You know, what is it that we do very differently? Is there an unfulfilled need amongst our target market? Let's talk then about communication strategy and why it's really important for us to define what that communication strategy looks like. Yeah.
1: Look again. Here, there are so many platforms that are available um, to us nowadays, and each platform has different layers of audience. So, what will happen is, is that you know, if 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 I start a real campaign on Instagram, it's consistent in terms of it, what it says, but it's different to the way that I speak on Facebook mm-hmm. or in Snapchat. So, what's happening is, is that You've got this consumer that's got so much power nowadays. They can choose whatever they want. They shut out whatever they want. They are really living in their own space. They have their own hangouts. They look they look after themselves in, in that respect. If you're not reaching them when they're receptive to the message, then you've got a problem because you're just noise out there. You're just you're just a part of the overall noise and they're not paying attention to you. So communication strategy is really focused on how do we reach this target audience in a place where they're actually ready to listen to what we've got to say Mm. instead of shouting at them. When we say something to them, we kind of need to say, we need to figure out, if you like, what will make the buying decision easier? What will get people to actually say, hey, I can... I can do this, I can get this, I can, I can go after this, so I can find out more about it. So communication strategy is, is, is critical from the point of view that you take what you learn from your essence and from your positioning and you use that to create information that is relevant to your target audience. So if your proposition is relevant, people will pay attention and then they'll do something about it. your opportunity at that point when you have their attention is to give them something that is a call to action that they can then proceed and do something. Mm. Um, And it's not as easy nowadays. You know, in times gone by, what could happen is, is that if you had a really good distribution system and you bought a certain amount of share of voice on TV and, and mainstream media, advertising was kind of like pushing the accelerator. You could just you could, you could, the more you advertise, the more you sell sort of thing. Yes. Now that, that consumers have such power and, and they, they choose what they let in t- into their world. So they can go on Netflix. They can go, go on YouTube and watch whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have to watch free-to-air TV. They might watch something, but if they do, they may they may tape it or recorded, I should say, and then and then what they do is they fast-forward fast forward through, the through, <laughs> through, the, through the ads. Yes. So at that point, if you think they're fast-forwarding through the ads, they're not receptive to your message at that point in time. That's right. But if they're hanging out in a space where they're trying to learn something, and here again is a modern brand trait where if you teach me something, I'll share it. That's the kind of voice that you should be speaking with, and your ComStrat really should be around that. Mm. How do I find out where these people that I want to reach are hanging around? And then what are they doing when they're hanging around there? If there's a space that they go to online and they say, you know, they're regularly visiting that for whether that be news or gossip or information or or something that that, that helps them um, with to understand a little bit more of what they're interested in. If you can be there, you don't so, want to necessarily shout at them and you don't necessarily want to preach to them or advertise to them what you want to do is to be a part of the conversation and if you can then join in the conversation and have a source of authority that that allows you to join into that conversation people start to listen and they say hey you know there's a real connection here there's an opportunity to talk we spend now a lot of time trying to understand what consumers are experiencing online and in their spaces where they're kind of looking and researching for stuff. And then what we try and do is hopefully subtly get involved in the conversation and be a part of that and then endear the brand a little bit to them. It's not an easy thing to do mm. because there's a lot of people trying to do that, but this is where content marketing, social media, um
0: podcasting really, i just yeah, had to say yeah that.
1: Yeah. yeah no it's, it's, it's playing a part because yeah. i'm letting into my world what i'm interested in and if you want to get involved with me as a consumer you need to understand what i'm interested in mm-hmm. and then understand when i might be looking for something and, and timing it just right a lot of what we're doing now with communication strategy and and don't get me wrong um, a good, solid, above-the-line burst can turbocharge your online presence beautifully. But I think that what happens is is that it can only do that if the audience is genuinely listening to your message at the time. Yes. And here, you know, creative obviously plays an, ama- an amazing role. People love to, to hear stories about the brand. Um, they love to hear stories about people. Mm-hmm and 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 that's that's where interest starts to be sparked and if you can spark their interest through through stories that are interesting, you know also take on board what the consumer is interested in it can make for a connection where all of a sudden the brand understands me and I'm more willing to let the brand in, and then I'm more willing to potentially consider the brand and then eventually buy the brand mm. um, So there's a lot of intricacies and a lot of touch points that you have to kind of, if you like, almost earn points Mm -hmm. with consumers as you go. And uh, the more you endear yourselves to them, the more they uh, are open to 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 listening to your pitch if you like
0: absolutely peter you have shared a a wealth of information thank you so much for people who would like to reach out find out more about you and uh, have a chat how's the best way for them to do that
1: fearless is a a brand strategy and creative agency you can find us online uh you can easily just uh, give us a call Mm -hmm. and we're happy to discuss it we uh take that similar view where the most important thing for us is is to find ways of giving back if we can help brands tell better stories and to connect better with their consumers then then that's our purpose that's that will be our job done mm. and and so quite often i'll get together with clients and and just have an initial sort of couple of hours with them and 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 we'll start you know, bringing about the things that are around their brand essence and and talking to them about how they might well be able to position themselves. So we're very open uh, open to 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 having that chat and and then seeing how we can then help to create really empowered and succinct and 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 relevant messages that will create interest around the brand. So, so yeah, we're, just look us up online. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, there's a whole lot of places you can find us on. We have an Instagram as well. And
0: uh, our
1: Facebook is there as well. So <laughs> just get in touch and we're happy to have a chat.
0: Absolutely. About how we
1: might be able to help.
0: Fantastic. And, of course, your web address is fearless.com.au. Thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Hey, thanks so much, Anne-Marie. Nice to talk to you.
0: Well, that brings us to the end of another show. Please reach out to Peter. As you can see, he is certainly a wealth of knowledge in all the areas of branding and communication. And of course, their website, fearless.com.au. Now, if you want to connect with Australia's foremost collective of business experts and thought leaders to SMEs, go to www.ssba.net.au. That's ssba.net.au.